Bonjour, film lovers. Did you know that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio? We also have a website, realnerdspodcast.com, where you can find cool articles and other ways to listen to the podcast. You can also follow us on social, Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us at 720-6-NERDS-5. We will listen to it, we will play it, and we will probably commentate on it. Also, email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Doesn't talk film! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd This is Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast on the internet. You can't even debate it because it's true. I am joined by Brad. Hey, what's up? Oh, you know, just trying to get over what you've subjected me to after you said 11 years. I went, I thought it's been since we started the podcast. Yeah, it's, 11, you, it, it's 11 years for the pod. I saw it before James saw it. So. For me, it was 12 years. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, you forced me. You kidnapped me, showed me up at my house, dragged me to the movie that is quite possibly considered one of the worst movies of all time. The Room. Tommy Wiseau's The Room. I mean, you have to kind of qualify it because, you know, Brie Larson made a really great movie called Room. Um <laughs> That sometimes gets confused with it. And won an Oscar for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe Tommy Wiseau didn't win an Oscar. Uh, he's going to get a <laughs> Lifetime Achievement Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure. I mean, he did not hit a... I did not. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Academy for this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, stay tuned. Uh, I will recommend the film or not. And then play the trailer. Um I mean, I guess you could spoil a movie that's not only... What does it come out? 2001? 2002? Um, uh, 2003, I think. So, yeah. So, a movie that's 20 years old, or over 20 years old. Um, and then we'll talk about it. Now, there is a caveat to this, Brad. Is The reason you wanted me to see it is you said you have to see it with an audience. Because the audience at the wonderful Esquire Theater in Denver has rituals for this film. And you said, don't watch it without the audience the first time because it'll be a slog. And are you telling the truth? Well, let's find out. Brad, do you recommend The Room? <laughs> uh, <laughs> only if you watch it with an audience. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine uh, watching this by yourself <laughs> alone uh, oh. at home would uh you would not you would not see what everyone else sees in this movie um that way so um yeah it if you're gonna watch it at least you know it, it's a good party movie like just put it on with friends and have a good time making fun of it huh did i enjoy this movie i did not um 
<laughs> but I will say uh, you're 100% correct. At least the audience made it fun. Um, and we'll get into that. Let's, yeah, watching this movie without an audience, I wouldn't do it at all. Um, but I mean, the trailer has to be high quality. I mean, if the editing and everything else in the movie is what I saw in the actual movie, then the trailer, I'm sure, is quality. Here's a trailer for The Room. A perfect world. These are for you. Thanks, honey. They're beautiful. A perfect life. I would do anything for my girl. I love you, Lisa. I love you, Johnny. Surprise! He provides for you. Darling, you can't support yourself. I don't love him anymore. He didn't get his promotion. And he got drunk last night. And he hit me. It's not true. I did not hit her. Well, maybe you should have a girl, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I have one already. I don't know yet. We can't do this anymore. Johnny's my best friend. This will be our secret. Don't worry. You can trust me. We are expecting! <laughs> I'm your future husband. You sure about that? Please talk to me, please! You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? I need more from life than what Johnny can give me. She's a sociopath. She can't love anyone. There is no baby. I told him that to make it interesting. But you're such a manipulative witch. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting our friendship. I treat you like a princess. And you stab me in the back. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Hey, Danny. Where's my money, Danny? Put the gun down. What the hell is wrong with you? Just shut up. Oh, what? Hey! Stop! Stop! Fit out of this world! The Room, a film with the passion of Tennessee Williams, directed by Tommy Wiseau. The best movie of the year. Experience this quirky new black comedy. It's a riot. So I'll, I'll just give a basic premise of The Moon. The Room. The Moon. The Room. Um, Tommy Wiseau is some sort of successful banker who's in line for a promotion. And he loves his girlfriend, Lisa. But for some reason, <laughs> Lisa fucking hates his guts. And he's like, they, they well, he's not as, getting the promotion, dude. I know. Yeah, I know. But they write him as like this guy who takes in an orphan who's, I don't know, 50 years old, and <laughs> <laughs> pays for his college. Um, his friend's really nice to him. And then for some reason, um, unbeknownst to me, because I didn't understand when you're watching the film. <laughs> when they start rolling the credits, people booed the lady who plays Lisa. And I go, why are they booing her and cheering everybody else? And then you watch the movie. I'm like, oh, she's a horrible fucking person. Yeah. Um, cause I, did I miss I mean, you've seen How many times have you seen it, Brad? Uh, at least 16. Am I missing something in her character arc where she just like flips a switch and hates him all of a sudden? <laughs> nope. Uh, okay. She... <laughs> She uh, flip flops uh, a couple times in that movie. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> she does, but um, it's it's weird. She uh, her mom shows up and they have these really weird conversations. And then, um, well, what's fun about the audience is they kind of point out the absurdity in the film. Um, her mom and her have these scenes where they have these, you know, hey, you know, he's a good person. Don't treat him wrong. Don't mess up your life. Well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> 
<laughs> you go, what? <laughs> yeah, people pop in to have a, a quick chat, and then they just uh, leave. And a popular thing is to say, like, you just got here. Um, <laughs> or or they pop in to have sex. Like, who? <laughs> I think that's my favorite part of the... Well, I have a couple of favorites with the audience. A lot of, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, random people who are not formally introduced uh, appear in the in the movie. Um, and yeah, there's four sex scenes. They're just like a slog. Uh, one of them is just recycled footage from the other one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it, it's yeah, <laughs> it's a mess. So, um, anyways, so Tommy still wants to marry her um, for some reason. They've been Even together after... either seven years or nine years, depending on yeah <laughs> where you are in the movie. I mean, it's just, what's so funny about it is, and here's the thing. Is I don't know anything about Tommy Wiseau, but my guess is nobody PK, does. <laughs> he's definitely um, an immigrant to America. He decided that he was going to make a movie, and he realized his dream. And now he's gained this cult status because the movie is so bad. So there is a, a part of me that is somewhat. I, I respect him for doing what he wanted to do, because he's the writer, the director, the producer. Um. So he, I mean, he made it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So there's definitely that element to the film, but obviously he's an amateur. Is the room his first movie? I believe so. Because obviously no one's editing him because and checking what he's writing. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a part where the, um, um, he, and his friends get ready for the wedding midway through the film. And it seems like they're going to go to the wedding, but they just play football on in the street. And then they're not married. And they're still waiting for this party that um, Lisa's put on for Tommy. It's his birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It is his <laughs> birthday. Oh, but I left out in a crucial part when asked what his job is by his friend, um mark open mark he says you know i can't tell you what i do i work for a bank and very important yeah i can't Um, talk about the clients yeah yeah um you know i can't talk about that mark yeah but what's so funny about the dialogue and the script is they'll have a moment where they'll talk about one thing and then instantly talk about something else um yeah and like I don't understand. So he hooks up uh, a tape recorder to the phone somehow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's helped by the audience singing the Mission Impossible theme. Yep. But he's it. also, before that, he saw Mark and Lisa like talking about how much of a loser Tommy is. Yep. Or Johnny. <laughs> but then later, after this huge party where he sees them do <laughs> this movie i can't like <laughs> you're jumping around so much i know well because it doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> i think what's important is did you have fun i did yeah. um it, it's not so much about the movie itself like we all watched it <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> a hard <laughs> process and uh people alleviate that difficulty by just making the fu- making fun out of it yeah you know it's just fun because <laughs> Um, and, and once you get into, cause you know me, I'm not a big fan of people talking in films. 
but you need to in this one and you need to have stupid shit happening constantly you know yeah a new um, thing that uh i haven't seen before is those guys who brought the pillows into it and oh, then yeah. had the pillow fight in the audience <laughs> during like the bed scene like that was a new one <laughs> hey and this time uh a lot of people ran up to be looked at by johnny yeah because uh the guy who always sits in the front row middle seat uh got out ahead of everything so like yeah that i think uh uh, like people were able to like spot it sooner whereas mm. me who sits in the wings all the time in the dark you know um probably like left people like what's that guy doing um yeah this is like some rando running from running from like halfway through the back yeah but yeah so there's <laughs> a bunch of people so hopefully that played well <laughs> for everyone yeah, else no, it, it was fun you know i um the constant yelling of water and yeah. <laughs> where are we spoon uh, yeah park that car yeah <laughs> um, it's just the the movie is so bad that it just begs to be seen with an audience um you know where you see avengers endgame with an audience and the experience is so great because everybody's invested in the characters and um when someone dies people cry here people are invested in how shitty it is and what i loved is people have seen it enough to create uh, basically a community of other people to go along with their chanting. You know, when the it pans across the city and it, they go, 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 go. Um, the cameraman who can't focus or the cinematographer. Yeah, fuck people, you, Todd. <laughs> yeah, people yelling at his name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he's his best friend. Um yeah, count how many times he says anyone in the movie says, but he's your best friend. They yeah. Say it so often. They like they used to count them, but people now now they just say like he's your best friend. Because I think people just lose track of them. Uh <laughs> you count how many times they throw the football to each other. Like they count like each pass. Yep. Um Yeah, there's some there's some not so great stuff, like uh misogynist thing misogynistic comments they make towards Lisa. Oh yeah. Uh, like her being ugly or uh But I mean she's also and not a great character so yeah but yeah character wise yeah but as a person to it like if she was in the audience that would suck um yeah, you know i was i was curious about that when people boo her and um if she goes to these screenings and she's just devastated every time she goes i think i saw some documentary or something where like she like she hasn't participated in any of this since the movie like it was like one and done for her um yeah it's hard because she's it's not that she had a great time filming is, it either. Well, yeah, her character is poorly written, um, makes horrible decisions, is a horrible person, and she's naked in it a lot. So yeah. I can see how you're you probably don't want to be around that movie anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because even and, and characters' motivations change constantly. You yeah. know, first Yeah, uh, for someone who hates to- uh Johnny so much, like she's really upset when he shoots himself in the head. <laughs> I know. And that's like maybe the like saddest part of the movie is that why did he kill himself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because like, yeah. Obviously she's a disaster artist, you know, he's a big fan of like uh Rebel Without a Cause and whatnot and Yeah. Just has to like take the most dramatic take possible. Cause like you yeah, said before, you know, is this his first movie? It's also like, you know, 
they say don't turn in your first draft, like rewrite, rewrite it a couple times. And I think just, you know, in the indie circuit, you know, self-financing and everything, um, you know, no one said no. Um, and he was the guy with all the money. So yeah, people had to go along with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause even have, um, I, I, the one guy they don't even say who his name is. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Peter who couldn't come back yep. to film the scenes. <laughs> um, because it's like he's invested in it and as an actor he's actually not that bad um but his dialogue has no context because you're so he supposedly knows these people really well but you've never seen him in the movie before yeah gotten half the dialogue is just like why are you doing this (laughs) you're gonna break up our friend group i mean my favorite part is the random uh, drug dealer that shows up for Danny. Yeah, Chris R. Yeah, who's <laughs> like the most serious actor in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like he should be on an episode of Law and Order or something. Yeah, and everyone's yelling at Danny. Why yeah. are you doing this? Why? <laughs> How many drugs did you take? <laughs> they don't even specify what drugs he's taking. Just yep. that he's done it. He's just done <laughs> drugs. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're not my fucking mother. <laughs> it that's, matters that's a it. great deal. Yeah, it's um, uh, I was wanted to watch Napoleon Dynamite after I watched this too because there's a a scene where Lisa calls Mark and she says, "I just want to see you." And Mark's line is, "I saw you like 15 minutes ago." <laughs> I know, <laughs> like they're just at the at the <laughs> on the rooftop scene together. Yeah, it what just reminds about? me of something Napoleon going. I already told you, gosh. <laughs> totally. What I want to do. <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, when they uh, haul off Chris R, they like, like, they, they, presumably they take him to the police office, which must be on the same block. <laughs> I guess. Or <laughs> yes. it's like in the basement of the building. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, uh, God, they come back and say something. I forget what it is, but it just like alludes to the fact they were gone for a long time. Like, no, you weren't gone for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Because that's such a weird scene, too, because it comes out of nowhere. And then uh, Johnny and Mark beat him up and drag him down the stairs. And then he comes back up and he says, you know, Danny, I'd do anything for you. That's why I pay for your college. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I can't t- even keep the scene straight because I couldn't. I mean, you've seen it more than I have, but it just seems everything was so edited poorly <laughs> i can't keep one way or another <laughs> well i think uh there's you know probably didn't shoot some of the movies so they just like put together as much as they could because <laughs> yeah i think they had that falling out towards the end of it like mm. yeah it's like yeah. moving you get to the very end and it's just like the tedious most slog of stuff so i think I that's know. probably what happened shooting it was just, like eventually a lot of people just like bailed because they saw how shitty it was being yeah. Yeah. It is so is he supposedly hard to work with? I mean, I don't know anything about I mean, I've seen the disaster artist, but I yeah. don't know anything of like beyond, beyond that. I have no knowledge of who he is. I've read the book and it's it's pretty much like the movie, but um it's mm. Tommy's just such a mysterious guy, like you can't look up his age online or where he's from. Um I've met him uh, briefly when he's come to the Esquire and you know, you don't really get to like he has he had a Q&A once and mm-hmm. He just kind of talked about stuff you already know about the movie, and then he had like a Q and A, and people just asked him anything, and a lot of questions were just like, 
you know, would you be half man or half sausage types questions? And he'd just be like, I'd be a tiger, you know, <laughs> or he'd be like, or he'd shoot down a question like that's dumb. I'm moving on. Next one. Like, Oh shit. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, no one really knows where his money comes from. Uh, he hasn't sh- sold it in a while, but the early ones I used to go to, he would sell like his like premium underwear and jeans and belts and stuff. So I think he has a history in like the fashion industry. <clears throat> and you know, I don't want to assume anything, but I kind of get the feeling like, you know, watching the disaster artist in this, like he might've like been in an, and also big shark. Uh, he might've been in some kind of accident and like, he just has a brain injury. Hmm. And so like, that's might be where the accent or whatever comes from. And his like demeanor. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's an odd movie. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, he's also like fucking her stomach or something in the sex scenes. <laughs> yeah, just trying to avoid like, like yeah, it's a, yeah. I guess grinding against her. You know, like, most movies have you know, I think they're called intimacy pillows or something like that, or int- intimacy and, coordinators. Yeah, but that was like pre. That was like out of COVID and everything. Yeah. So yeah, this is yeah twenty years ago. So. I think it was just a matter of like everyone's just like not professionals and he doesn't know how to direct. And so it was just like, you know, I don't want to. And if you ever wondered if there should be intimacy directors on sets, watch a movie like The Room and um, you can see why they're necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't, yeah. It's like, it's like, man, that must not have been fun for them doing no. that stuff. Yeah. Like, any smart person would just cut those scenes. Like they're just not essential to the movie at all. No, like, it's just dissolve away to the next to get, scene. Just it's just a way to get boobs in the movie. Yeah, and it, like I don't know if it was a malicious. I think it was just like a a way to emulate other movies you've seen that does that. Yeah, I don't think it was malicious. I think it's just a way to have it in the film, and yeah. you you the the writing and the editing and directing process seem to struggle with if it was a good idea to continue to have it in the film. Yeah. I think it's like there's so many like adult movies in like the nineties that just had unnecessary sex scenes that, you know, by yeah. 2003, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to copy what I've seen. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't disagree. But it, I think, like, I think the next thing I, I kind of want to see it in a different city to see if people do the same stuff. You know, someone should make a yeah, documentary, but I guess about the live experience of the room because I haven't seen that yet, and see if it's like different across the country. Well, I mean, you're a filmmaker, Brad. I'm just saying. I could do that. I could. You could. Need some traveling money. Go pitch your idea to mm-hmm. someone, and they might, you know, help you with that. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Speaking of traveling, uh, so coincidentally, now, uh. The room is now showing uh, soon. I think March <laughs> at the Draft House with Greg Sestero in person. Oh, really? So, I don't know if that's something you want to experience. <laughs> I'll have to think about it. <laughs> I was I was thinking about it, and I was like, I can't remember if the Draft House audience does the same thing. I don't. I can't. Like, I only remember because when they have it, like Greg's there or Tommy's there, and so mm-hmm. I remember those parts. But for the life of me, I cannot picture sitting in the theater watching the movie if people do the commentary or not yeah it's probably 
because you've seen it so many times. <laughs> it's just a blur. I'm like, you yes. think I'd remember that like at the Alamo, but now mm-hmm. it's, I just remember like the, the in-person stuff. And so I don't know if it's an Esquire only thing or not. Hmm. I mean, I mean, it can't be, there has to be a reason because it plays all over the place. There has I, to be something with it, you know? Yeah. I imagine like someone from who saw it in LA and they had a bunch of screenings and developed all these things. I imagine that person moved to Denver and then started doing it at the Esquire. And I think that's how it got there. But it'd be even more amazing if, like, what we're talking about is Denver specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should just put the question out on um, social media and see how it responds or if it gains any traction. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know either. I'd pretend to be Mark when he's. Uh... <laughs> talking to Peter. <laughs> or no, he's like uh they're on the rooftop and Tommy's like maybe you should get yourself a girl, roof. Mark. Like maybe I do. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Almost kills a guy and then Peter's just like, nah, it's okay, man. Brush it off. That's <laughs> what you do, right? You try to kill your friends. Yeah. We've had arguments where I've tried to throw you off a roof before over movies. That right? is true. I mean, I did get thrown off the roof by you one time, but I luckily you threw me right into a dumpster. So yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was lucky. Yeah. I, I yeah. did not expect that dumpster <laughs> the, to be the, there. The dumpster full of pillows. Yeah. So someone, someone threw out all those pillows. It's crazy. So you're lucky, bro. <laughs> if you could have killed me, I would have come back and haunted you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah, the movie is awful. Um, even it's hard to get past because it's so bad. Sometimes you can watch a movie, but if I was going to say anything, I would definitely uh, see it with an audience and experience it with them because it was lots of fun. So remember, every last Friday at the Esquire here in Denver, you can experience this like we did, and you won't be sorry. I mean, I took my wife. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I'm surprised she wanted to to come with us, because um, I told her I, I asked her, you know, I said Do you work on Friday, and she said no. I said okay, well I'm going to go see this really horrible movie um, with Brad, and she says, can I come? <laughs> I said, do you want to? And she said, well, what movie it is? I said, The Room, and then she asked what that was, and I said, well, it's the movie that was made that the Disaster Artist is based off of, and she said, oh, I want to see that. Okay. <laughs> Uh yeah, what did she think of the movie? Uh basically what we're both saying is that it's total garbage, but it's fun to see people be silly and stuff. I saw her lean over to you sometimes. I thought she was just falling asleep. Like she like checked out pretty early. <laughs> no, she she probably did. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's um, notorious for sleeping during movies. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know she hadn't seen it before. I figured yeah. she she might have, but um yeah, because it was kind of getting really popular when she was in college, you know? Yeah. But, you know, she had fun. That's the secret in anything is having fun. I guess my other question is, uh, unlike me, you had the experience of watching The Disaster Artist first. Yes. So I'm, like, curious, like, what, like, did you have any ex- expectations that, like, it didn't meet? Uh, it was way more incompetently made than I thought it was going to be. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, the disaster artist, you know, it's really just takes the big highlighted scenes. 
Um, you know, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Um, and kind of build scenes around them. Um, and then when you watch the movie, there's another, you know, 80 minutes of the movie you have to endure, <laughs> um, which is really, really brutal. Um, yeah, but I mean, you warned me enough and I knew it wasn't going to be a great movie. Uh, but it is a good experience if that makes any sense. Um, the movie is not great, but the experience seeing it with a live audience is pretty great. Yeah. That's the first way I saw it. And yeah, after I was done, I was like, well, I, I guess I kind of saw it on Adult Swim when they did it, that April Fool's prank. Um, but I didn't <laughs> watch the whole thing. I was just like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, where's, where's Aqua Teen? And then after like five minutes, it's like, oh, moving on. <laughs> and then yeah later i learned the mystique of the the whole thing and that's i saw the live stuff and i was like oh this is what this is this is why the prank is here um so yeah yep so yeah that's my experience with the room i don't know why it's called the room either um it it takes place in a room <laughs> it, it takes place in a couple rooms <laughs> I like the the back door they have that like for mm-hmm. one scene they come through and <laughs> they just go right back out the front door. <laughs> uh, you know, my favorite part is when they're at the party and um, Lisa says, it's getting hot in here. Everybody, let's go outside. And everybody goes outside and then she pulls Mark back in and they have a passionate kiss where that one guy who you don't know who he is <laughs> it says, what's going on here? <laughs> Johnny's a good man. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, is it just because he didn't get the promotion at the bank? That's not his fault. It's politics. Dude, the women in this movie, like, explicitly said, like, marriage is not about love. It's about <laughs> taking care of yourself. And, I mean, he had to deal with the disability of not knowing how a chicken sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, as this was going on, I was like, I don't think that's how chickens sound, but how do chickens, how would you, I guess, bok, 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 I guess, is the universal. <laughs> baby chicks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and remember when um, Danny and Lisa had that one-on-one sitting on the floor for no reason? Yep. Where <laughs> <laughs> that one part where he's just looking out the window and Mark's talking to him. <laughs> yeah. Like he's expecting Chris R to come back or something. <laughs> I, I did laugh out loud um when you yelled how old are you to danny <laughs> that was funny that's not mine i've heard that before yeah uh, but it's still it's like he acts like he's a teenager but he has his own apartment and goes to college so i guess he's in his 20s i don't know i think uh like i think the actor is actually in his 30s and that's why people say it yeah <laughs> Because if you look at him now, it's like, God, you were you were Denny like twenty years ago. Like I can't process. Like you look like you're fifty. <laughs> um, Who are you? How old are you? <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. yeah, the mom. Like every time someone touches her, they get cancer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she just casually just points out, no one listens to me, and I'm dying. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely I have, have breast cancer. cancer. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's no big weird... deal. If that was a weird scene, I got the results back and I have breast cancer. Mom, you'll be fine. But what about you and Johnny? 
Yeah. What? <laughs> Let's just move past this breast cancer reveal. Yep. <laughs> and he hit me. <laughs> I don't love him I anymore. And he hit, hit me. Her. I did not. Which, how does he I know? Mean, like, he never yeah, said that. He's wondering, too, because who told him? Like, the mom never confronts him. Like, yeah, my daughter told me you hit her. Like, that never happens. <laughs> and then he she told her one friend, too. I mean, what is going on with this movie? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so, yeah, see it with a live audience. I mean, I guess if you, you're gluten, glutton for punishment, see it by yourself. Peter, do you have any advice for me? I could use like the advice of a psychologist and like, I don't know. That's really this. Uh, I think only a psychologist could answer that. Like, well, you're a psychologist, Peter. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. I remember what you got Johnny drunk too. He know he doesn't <laughs> drink. <laughs> mm, that's good. Like scotchka, scotch and vodka mixed together. Scotchka, scotchka. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm wasted. <laughs> Make love to me, Johnny. Uh... <laughs> I, she's pretty good when I can get it. Like, dude, we just saw you get it like twice. Yeah, no doubt. I don't think that's an issue with Lisa. Yeah. He <laughs> sure acts like he can't. Yeah. Oh, and then, uh, Mark's like, yeah, like, I think it was Betty. Like, yeah, we just didn't like, she wasn't good and better or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, she met this other guy and he beat her. And he's like, ah, that's a great story, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> an appropriate response. Yeah. That's right. Oh, man. There's so the, much to unpack in the movie. Yeah. And the, the person at the flower shop, like when Tommy shows up and she's like, oh, Johnny, I didn't see you. Uh, like, how could you not see that guy or recognize him? <laughs> yeah, he literally walked straight towards her. Yep, and he's Tommy and her... Wiseau. Like, how do you like not recognize that guy? And his uh, and the ADR did not match whatever she was saying in the original script. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> original shoot. I don't know what's going on. But... Here's the flowers you ordered. That's me. Bye, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> I like to. Everyone's like, shut up. They want to hear the bye, doggy line. Yeah. It was a. <laughs> Like a good, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes in the movie that they um, was like un- was quiet. Like you could usually hear a lot of the dialogue over the crowd. And so, uh, someone mm-hmm. came back from the back and I think they uh, boosted it like halfway through. So I think you missed a lot of good stuff in the beginning. But yeah. Mm. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any big movie news of the week. So. Um, I'm just skipping right into what we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Oh, hi, Brad. What'd you watch this week? <laughs> oh, hi, Ryan. I watched, uh, two things. Um, or did I talk about the live action Oscar shorts last week? Uh, no. Okay. So, so I saw the live action and the animated. Uh, I thought the live action was the best of mm. the the selections um the live action has the wes anderson short the wonderful uh life of henry sugar which is like wow like i liked it more than asteroid city um mm. it, it's it's short um so it's not like a full movie but like he tells like this epic sorry he tells this epic story 
in such a mm-hmm. minimalist way that's also like super creative. Um, and you can watch this on Netflix if you want to see it, like by not going to the theater. But um, I was just blown away, like how creative it is. Um, and it's about this guy who's like just kind of like a rich playboy who eventually, um, through his like little uh, pranks or whatever, um, discovers like this uh, way to like use your mind to like get what you want. And then by the end of it, he just wants to help the world. Mm. So I thought that was really cool. Um, nice. And then there's this other one that was, um, it's called Red, White, and Blue. And I, like, it's got this twist that just blew me away. Because the whole movie, you just, you're just watching this waitress and you know she needs to get an abortion. And so you're just kind of watching her try to figure out how to like cross state lines to get it. And so you're like, oh, like that's the thing is like how difficult it's going to be for her to cross. It's like a commentary on, you know, 2023. Yeah. Um, and she takes her daughter with her. And I don't know if I, I really want to say the twist, but I probably shouldn't, but just like they have like a little buddy road trip together. And when they finally get there, there's this twist. There's just like, Oh, that's why this movie's in here. Um, hmm. it, it was like, wow, how did I not see that coming? That was uh, incredible. Um, so yeah, that was good. And then, um, the animated shorts really short. This like the whole thing's like 88 minutes. Um, they had to add two movies that aren't Oscar nominated to it just to like fill out the runtime. Mm. Um, but the two that uh, were most interesting were uh, there's this one where uh, it's it's animated on the Unreal Engine and it's like these two warring factions uh, and two of the soldiers are playing from either side are playing chess against each other and they send like a, home, uh, a messaging p- pigeon uh, each of the moves and as they do it like the other soldiers kind of get in as spectators um, and then Eventually, like the commander comes in, and he's like, you know, breaks everyone up and sends them out to war. And then the two chess players meet each other on the battlefield, and then they're like they're you know realize who they are because um, the one dude's been storing all the paper in his pocket, and so it comes mm-hmm. out and they realize who they are. And then, um, yeah, they just like don't want to kill each other, and then they have to like dissolve the rest of the battle. Uh, so that was really cool. And then uh, the one before it, I just I'm suddenly just blanking. I can't remember what it was, but I think that was the best one. If I can look it up real quick. Yeah. I was thinking about taking my kid to the animated shorts thing. They're pretty dark, dark. Like, uh, the one in, there's one I fell asleep in and it was about, uh, like, a like an elderly guy. He's in a classroom. Like all the art is in all these is great. But yeah, the, the letter to a pig, like, um, it's an elderly guy in a classroom of kids who don't care about what he's talking about, but he's talking about like, uh, like a genocide <laughs> that he had to endure. Oh. Um, yeah. And then, uh, there's one called pachyderm and, uh, no one talks, but visually you find out that the grandfather has been raping his granddaughter. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe I won't take my kid to those. Yeah. Uh, the first one, our uniform was really creative because it's all animated on denim. So it's Ooh. all these paintings on, uh, jeans basically, uh, about, um, an Iranian woman who just wants to be free, but has to wear the the was the hijab all the mm-hmm. time. So, um, but the 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 other really cool one was Ninety Five Senses, and it's actually made by the people who uh, did Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's about uh, you don't initially know what it is. It's just like an old guy talking about his five senses and how like important they are, and then in the middle of it you find out he's on death row oh, geez. and why he's on death row. And you're just like, damn, that's just like, 
yeah, he's talking about how to appreciate life and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I saw was uh, driveway dolls. Oh, yeah. Which uh, is it the Ethan Cohen or Joel Cohen? Cohen, I can't remember. Uh, Ethan, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not. Uh, it's all right. Like, it's really edgy. Um, the what's in the case when I like when it's finally revealed, I'm just kind of like, uh, all right. <laughs> that's not <laughs> that interesting um but like the it, i guess it's just kind of fun like the, the 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 successful part of the movie is the back and forth between the two lead uh girls uh who are lesbians and uh the journey they go on everything else around is just kind of like i don't know kind of all over the place they got these two hitmen after them and they're kind of like there's like a lot of, I don't know, Tarantino esque dialogue scenes that mm -hmm. I just was like, I don't, why are we talking about this? I don't care. <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm into the mystery of like why they're on the journey. And then you, yeah, you find out what's in the case and you're just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. uh, and then as you go along, like, Oh, there's that famous person. Oh, there's Matt Damon. There's Pedro Pascal. Okay. So it's just, it feels a little half baked, but um, I think if you're looking for like a, lesbian rep representation in a movie this might be something uh you'd want to check out because that's a lot of the humor and the dialogue is about that so gotcha i'm uh i'm glad i just didn't blindly take my kid to the <laughs> shorts <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that, yeah I, well it, it's also subtle like a storytelling so subtle like i i think he might just like only pay attention to the animation which is again great like there's a reason mm -hmm. they're there but i don't know if uh, he's mature enough to, like understand really what's going on uh probably not you know none of the none of it's like explicit you know um so but it's not like you know there's nothing that's lava from pixar in it <laughs> yeah you know just a couple volcanoes singing um no. yeah yeah not, and but... back to the henry sugar thing i i just remembered like it's it kind of all takes place in a room, so he tells this epic story like all contained within like a soundstage, which is just so creative. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, there's he didn't. Wes Anderson made a a few of them because there's a whole hub on Netflix you can watch them. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought this was like all of them in like one package but so there's like if, oh it, it might be i don't know i haven't watched it yet yeah because the henry sugar story kind of tells like, i think two other person's stories in the process mm. so like um yeah ben ben kingsley has a whole solo thing and then cumberbatch has a different thing that like wraps around them all um yeah and then uh god what's his name He's actually playing Roald Dahl. Anyway, sorry. Let's just do your thing. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, how long ago did you see these, Brad? Your memory flipping you? Last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've just been back on my journey of having Blu-rays that I haven't watched. Um, and, you know, I'm making some pretty good progress. I'm up to, like, 19. Um, so... 
uh, for those that have listened for, listening for the first time and don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I have 321 Blu-rays that I've purchased and haven't watched yet. Um, now, some of them are, you know, 4Ks that I've upgraded. Um, but most of them are stuff I've bought that I haven't watched yet. Um, and just uh, just a couple. Um, I mentioned on the show last week that I had didn't watch them yet, but uh, the Karate Kid trilogy on 4K. Um, as I watched the first Karate Kid, I forgot how much I loved that movie when I was a, growing up. And um, how much fun the, the movie is. But it's also a really great drama about, you know, being bullied and um, starting over in a new place. Because, you know, they never in the first movie explicitly say why they left. Um, new, new Jersey. Yeah, they're New Jersey. But you can tell it's something that his mom wanted a new start or, or something. So it's kind of cool because also, you know, the mom's a good person. There's really no... um. Like the, really, the only bad guy is is uh, what's his name? The is it Reese uh, oh, Krieg? Um, John Kreese. John Kreese. Yeah, Kreese. Jeez, two of them combined. Um, he's really the only bad guy because even the you know I forgot the little character beats when he's in the tournament of the Cobra Kai guys not wanting to hurt him. You know. Um, yeah, they want to fight with honor, but. Yeah, but the their sensei won't let them, and you know they're so driven by their desire to please their sensei that they do it. Um, I forgot those little character beats, um, but the movie's uh, really good. Um, so growing up, you were you were on um, uh, Daniel's side. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, because growing up, there's some people who uh, were actually. I thought Daniel was the bully. Oh, I mean, did, did no. you know that? No, I haven't heard that because that's the whole impetus watch. for Cobra Kai. Well, yeah, I mean, because um, yeah, Cobra Kai is telling it from a different point of view. But yeah. I don't know when I watched the movie, the people at his new school are pretty mean to him. Like, yeah, <laughs> for no, no reason. Like, but like that's what I'm saying. Like the inspiration for that idea was from the fact that oh, there's like gotcha. a, there's a like an online swath of people who are like, no, dude, like. Daniel's the bully because like uh, they like halfway through the movie, they kind of had like a ceasefire. And then Daniel at the Halloween thing, when Johnny's smoking weed in the bathroom, you know, oh, sprays yeah. water on him. He like he starts the whole thing up again. So it's his own fault. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that whole thing of, yeah, like uh, Johnny's uh, not totally the bad guy. It was like, oh, we can make a whole show out of that. Interesting. And have you seen Cobra Kai? Yeah, I, I've watched, I think, two and a half seasons of it. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah, it's a good movie, uh, show. That one episode where um, they're out in the woods and the one friend's dying, like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a show that started, so didn't start on, like, YouTube or something? Yeah, yeah, the first season was a YouTube original. Yeah, and it kind of blossomed into this, what it is now. Yeah, five um, seasons. Yeah, so uh, two and three are fun. They're definitely not as good as the first one. Um, <laughs> you don't like three? Three's my favorite. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> a whole movie where a bunch of like old guy, rich old guys just pick on a college student. <laughs> <laughs> Try to ruin his life. <laughs> Is that your favorite? 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> Just picks on some small business owners. Yeah. <laughs> a rich dude goes out of his way <laughs> to make this kid's life. Yeah. Has time in his busy schedule doing, I don't know, business stuff. <laughs> like, I'm going to make some. It never stops. That's where. Um, uh, Tommy Wizzo got the idea. Never really specify what you're doing. Just know. <laughs> <laughs> Just let the audience figure it out. They're smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Karate Kid's fun. Um, I, I rewatched American Made, which is that Tom Cruise uh, like drug smuggling movie, <laughs> where he's uh, this guy named Barry Seal, and he's bored with his job at TWA. And decides to take a job working for, quote-unquote, the CIA. And when he's doing it, he decides he's also going to smuggle drugs. Um, and he's intricate into introducing um, guns to the drug cartel. And, um, yeah, he's basically playing both sides. And I, I did, after I watched the movie again, I, I went and did research. And, yeah, most of what happened in the movie is kind of true. <laughs> um he really was a guy who did it. Um, and he was assassinated by the Pablo Escobar's drug cartel. Um, I mean, they embellish a little bit of the story and, and Tom Cruise is really good in it. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a well-made movie, kind of one of his, uh, later films that slipped under the radar. It seems yeah, I, I saw it once and I can barely remember. All, all I remembered was that it was like based on a real thing. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, real life things are sometimes a lot more trippy than made up stuff. Um, and the uh, the last thing I watched is a movie I hadn't seen. And I'm preparing to see, you know, for our movie of the week this week. Um, I watched Dune. Um, 2021's Dune by Denis Villeneuve. Um and he still knows how to make things look really nice on screen. Um, visually, he's an incredible director. And the film is actually, I, I know you put that, try to stay awake. And I thought the film was actually pretty interesting. Um, but it is very um, dense, if that makes any sense. I mean, um, it, it requires two parts. So <laughs> yeah, had a lot well, to I'm, cover I'm in the first, first one. And, uh, you know, like, I really liked it. Just uh, the names seemed really out of place because they're normal names, like Paul. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Duncan Idaho. That's a guy's yeah. name you've heard before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. And you just, all right, I guess, I mean, I guess the names aren't creative. Uh, the story's cool. Um, <laughs> like, that guy should be in a point break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the... Uh, yeah, one of the ex-presidents. Was um, it Johnny Nevada? Or Johnny Utah, yeah. Johnny Utah, and then we got Duncan Idaho. In Dune, <laughs> right yeah. In. It is, yeah, kind of odd that, yeah, in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> it's just like some guy's named Paul. Yeah. Hey, Mike. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I've seen the 1984 Dune once so long ago. I couldn't even tell you what happened in it. I know Sting's in it. Um, Patrick Stewart's in apparent. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Yeah. So I I have really no basis to compare it to because 
anything I say wouldn't add up if that makes sense. Cause I, I don't remember anything from it. Um, but the movie itself I thought was really cool. Um, Zendaya's in it and she's was really heavily marketed. I remember, and she's not in it very much. The actual movie she reminds me a lot of her role in Spider-Man homecoming where she's like this really big star. I mean, past my time, I know she's on Disney or something and it's a big deal that she's in the movies, but she's not in them that much, if that makes sense. Um, but maybe in this next one, she'll feature more of a prominent role. Seems like she is. Yeah. I mean, obviously they fall in love or something and he's there long enough for his eyes to turn blue. So I guess he's, you know, stained by the spice that goes through the air. Yeah. Uh, I only saw it once when it came out and, uh, like, yeah, it's gorgeous to look at. Definitely visually amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could, I can't remember like the nuances of the story. Like all I remember is like they get attacked and like that's the whole movie and then they run away and then it just ends and you're like, Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I hope they no, make the as sequel. As was, <laughs> yeah. As I was watching it, I go, man, I feel like I've been watching this a long time and it doesn't feel like anything's been resolved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like then a movie about this one big assault. He fought that. <laughs> yeah. He fought that one dude to the death. And I go, Oh, this is going to end really soon. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, I mean, Corinne, when I told her I hadn't watched Dune, she's sending me these messages like, what, you stupid motherfucker? <laughs> How could you? Yeah, something like that. I mean, she was actually probably pretty nice about it, but I mean, I could tell how she wrote him to me that she was like calling me a stupid motherfucker, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other thing I, I noticed while I was watching it, I don't remember what came first, but I was like, I, I feel like Star Wars took uh, some beats from this. Um, I think... I mean... that. Star Wars and this are all from the, yeah, like Star Wars and this are all from like the hero's journey story. So obviously there's a chosen one and he's got special powers that no one else has. So yeah, but that's a good question. Yeah. I I can't remember if like, yeah, the book came first before Star Wars or after. Yeah. So, you know, there's an easy way. Let me just type it into the Google machine. Whoa. Whoa. The internet. Yeah. That you can look stuff up on the internet. You awesome. can. Uh, yeah, Dune came out in 1965. Okay, so George Lucas probably read it and then <laughs> took some like, inspiration for him from that. Yeah, you know, the hero's journey. I can set up my own galaxy with my own rules and powers. <laughs> and no one can tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll, create a, I'll create a planet, sand planet, called Tatooine. <laughs> and... and it won't be uh, the Luke Skywalker will have force powers. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> and there'll be a big crime boss. <laughs> and I'll call him Jabba. <laughs> how how should I design the Sarlacc pit? I don't want to. I don't want to be a worm outside the sand. I want to be inside. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm excited to see the new one this week. So. Yeah, the new one's getting really good reviews get some closure on this thing are you sure i'm guessing there's going to be another one i have this, <laughs> I have this feeling if it if it does cliffhanger into a third one i'm just gonna stand up in the audience and go like what <laughs> just just do like what pat oswald brothers did when you <laughs> saw jerry Maguire. fuck you fuck you <laughs> uh, hey uh speaking of corinne she sent us a showtime 
I guess we should probably listen to it. I hope it's just 15 minutes of her yelling at you for not watching Dune. That'd be sweet. <laughs> hey, nerds. Corinne here for another installment of Showtime, where I talk about something cool I've been watching lately. I know I said last time I was going to talk about anime, but I'll give you all a reprieve this week, and I'll only talk about some other shows that I've been watching. Yeah, some of my favorites are back now after all the strikes and everything, so I'm really excited. <laughs> um, yeah, Abbott Elementary came back three weeks ago, and it's gone well so far. Been some shakeups with the characters and just, uh, you know, where they're at in life and what they're doing. So I'm kind of enjoying that. I think it's going to be a shorter season, obviously. And I'm like, well, if you're going to experiment, now is the time to do it. So, yeah, been enjoying that. Um, then Ghosts came back two weeks ago and uh, really liking the new season. <laughs> they, uh, I've got, I've got some ideas on, they, they supposedly like killed off a character, but I'm like, no, I don't know if they really did. They left it open-ended enough that I, I, I'm pretty sure this character is going to end up coming back at, later in the season, but you know, we'll, we'll see. So, um, yeah. And then let's see, Bad Batch came back earlier this week. They released three, the first three episodes of the season. Oh man. Season three is definitely going to be like the best of the show. I can just tell you, um, if you haven't seen the Bad Batch and you're at all a Star Wars fan, I highly recommend it. It is so good. Um, <laughs> I want to say it's like Andor level, but I mean, I mean, it's like Clone Wars, uh, you know, Rebels quality, I would say. You know, it might be like a little half step down from both of those shows, but I, I mean, it's it's, it's subjective. It just depends on what you like. And, you know, it, it's got some, you know, more episodic things, but even some of those, I'm like, you know, it's just kind of fun to see the, the characters just spending time together before, you know, shit hits the fan, which, believe me, it does, and then it breaks your heart. <sighs> but, well, all is sort of well for now, so I'm like, well, I mean, not, we just need these characters to get all back on the same page again. I'm just, it's just breaking my heart out here. So, yeah, highly recommend The Bad Batch. It's on Disney Plus if you have that. Or I'm sure you can stream it somewhere else. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, uh, one other thing I'll talk about real quick is the live-action adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix. I'm a big fan of the original show, and I'm thinking I'm going to do another um, like Showtime post on the Real Nerd site at some point about the original show. Because it's actually like a family favorite with me and my sisters. And we were talking earlier this month about like what some of our favorite episodes are. So I think I might put like a combined like top 10 um, episode list together for like me and my sisters. Because we have a lot of the same ones in common. Um, but anyway, the, the new version, it's not like the worst thing ever. It's definitely in in some regards better than the... M. Night Shyamalan movie, <laughs> the movie that shall not be named, um, but it's actually kind of sad how bad some of it looks as far as, like, the effects and the backgrounds, and it's kind of, like, I can tell most of this was just shot on, like, a soundstage, and it's, like, kind of frustrating how restrictive it is, whereas going back and looking at clips of the old M. Night Shyamalan movie, um, not that it's necessarily well-made, but it's, like, they definitely shot on location more often, and it doesn't feel quite so constricted 
And I also feel like the costumes were handled a little bit better because it feels a little bit more lived in and not quite so, you know, so bright and colorful. And it's like, I don't know, like, obviously when it's a cartoon, you can do that. But when it's live action, it's like, I feel like some of this should be dirty or faded or muted or something to feel a little bit more lived in. Everything looks a little too clean, a little too crisp. Um, but I think the casting was really well done. The acting was pretty good. Um, I think most of my problems are with the writing. And I might do a post about, you know, some of the things I liked about the show and some of the things I didn't, but that's for another time. But in general, I'd say it's okay. I'll probably revisit it at some point, but I'm not like jumping at the chance to like, oh, I gotta go back and rewatch the whole thing. It did feel kind of long. <laughs> I'm like, I would much rather watch the entire animated show, like all three seasons, than I would the first season of the live action show, if that helps at all. Um, but then again, I'm, <laughs> I'm down to watch Avatar The Last Airbender like any day of the week. So that's not really saying much, but yeah, Netflix's Avatar, I'm like, mm, it's okay. I'll probably revisit it at some point, but I'm also not dying at the chance to do so. But I am curious to see, I've seen a lot of like, people are split on this online. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I'm kind of in the, it's okay camp. You know, some things about it I can appreciate. Other things I'm like, oh man, that change was not good. So anyway, that's where I stand on it. If anybody really gives a shit. But yes, next time I do one of these Showtime things, I will be talking about anime. So y'all better buckle down. <laughs> Strap yourselves in, boneheads. You're going for a ride. I know that's not the actual quote, but I know it's going to make Ryan mad that I, I said it wrong. <laughs> So, all right. I'll talk to you guys later. Um, happy to hear Rad and, uh, Brad and Ryan had fun at a, you know, well, maybe they had fun at the room. I don't know. Maybe it was terrible. I'm curious to hear about it. So take care, everybody. And I'll talk to you all next time with something. Bye. I haven't listened to it. Have you? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not her screaming at you for not watching Dune. It's, uh, yeah, just about the Bad Batch coming back and yeah. Yeah, she also told me to watch this uh, anime called Spy X. And, you know, one day she'll realize that, you know, <laughs> I'm <laughs> probably not going to watch <laughs> anime. Unless, unless I'm forced to, like, our 600th episode, you know? <laughs> Could happen, yeah. And also, <laughs> like, the Netflix or the live-action Last Airbender TV show she talked about. Stuff you love. Yeah. Oh, totally. I, I don't mind that. I, I do have the cartoon and I've watched it because James said it was good. And the cartoon is really good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, But I don't know if there needs to be a live action of it. Yeah, like there's so much adaptation of like animation these days. Like as a kid, I was like, oh, what would it look like? Like, how cool would it be to see this as like a realistic looking thing? And as a 40 mm -hmm. year old, I'm just like, I, I, 20, uh, 30 years of this, I'm just like, I don't know if any of it's been like that essential <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was genius as an animation um, i agree i mean not to shit on the simpsons movie but just because i've been watching 26 seasons of the simpsons now um wow it's just like the movie just seems like such a blip of like like if they yeah, made more of them it like would have been i don't know better for it but now i'm just like it just feels like it. i watched an extended episode 
at this point. Yeah, because, I mean, you could probably fit that snugly into whatever season it was in. Yeah. And the movie's really funny, and it's really well done. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, and, like, the animation on the show today, like, the quality of it it is, like, the movie. So it's, like. Oh, yeah, it's it's crazy because, you know, uh, actually, I'll be posting for the first time in, like, three years. Um watching every episode of family guy because Kellen's getting into family guy <laughs> and um, watching how far their animation has come to is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. The, the on a uh, Disney plus where I'm, I'm streaming it. Um, like the only place you'd stream it, duh. Uh, like the first 10 seasons, you know, when they're doing it, can't draw an animation, you know, they didn't like remaster it. They just took, the existing, I guess, digitized files and then just kind of like stretch them to mm. fit the widescreen. Um, so like there's that. And then there's also like, you can see the cell, like there's a little shadow under everything. Mm-hmm. Cause they haven't like, you know, done anything to digitally remaster it. And then, yeah. So like after season 20, like it's all computers. So everything's just like pristine and perfect. Yeah. You do lose some of that, you know. I don't know what you'd call it. Um, but it's incredible that like almost every episode, I think since the 20th season has like, like the intro, all the like opening intros have like some, like not even just the couch gag, like they all have some kind of custom thing um, added to it. Um, yeah. Like all these Christmas themes and obviously the Halloween themes. And like, it's just incredible. Like how the animation is like watching that much progression of animation, you know, 30 years worth is just, impressive oh yeah i agree like there's one part where harmer's in the back uh backyard i forget what he's doing but like it zooms out and there's like a 3d you know cell shaded 3d thing of like the backyard and springfield that like matrix zooms like spins around and you're just like jesus like that never would have been possible back then oh yeah even they do like family guy does push focuses and things like that <laughs> you could never do that when that that show first came out, yeah, yeah, I just I just I just watched an episode where Santa's little helper, like the show starts on him walking through the the kitchen, and it's like camera's low his his level, but yeah, they blur out all the cabinets and everything, and then you see like everyone's feet under the table. It's just like wow, hmm. it's like it's it looks like it's shot cinematically, like a, like a, if a actual camera was in their room with them. And how are those older episodes of The Simpsons like? Because they're older now, you know the twenty to twenty six seasons still funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Surprisingly, um, like obviously they don't have like the heart that the you know first ten do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's stuff where I'm just like, bah ha ha, like laughing at like I didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, and there's some like uh, I really should just be doing what you're doing and like chronicling as I go. It seems like a waste. I'm just watching and moving on. But uh, yeah, there's like, there were some like coded jokes. I was like, oh my God, did anyone else get that? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I had a specific example, but yeah, it's just, I did, I thought I would like be breezing through them. I, th- I thought I'd like, I'd be watching, but not paying attention to them. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's stuff in there. It's like, oh my God, that's, that's great. Um, That's like a season one through 10 thing. It's great. Yeah, it, you know, I mentioned last week I cut cable, and it's kind of forcing me to um, watch stuff like that. So I, I got the Blu-ray of 30 Rock, because it's on sale at 
Best Buy for, I don't know, like $30. And you, you forget when you get wrapped up into how like clever the shows are and how much you like them. And, and it's the one thing I've liked about not having cable. It's forcing me, one, to watch Blu-rays I haven't watched yet. Instead of just, you know, oh, I'll just put on SportsCenter. Um, and so I, I've been actually having a lot of fun these last couple weeks with just blindly watching stuff. And um, it, it's been it's been good. It's been good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my world because I've had cable since like 2009. I know. It's been fun. Um, yeah. Next week, we are seeing Dune Part 2. Um, so that'll be fun. It looks like it's going to be a pretty big movie. Um, it yeah. better be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, until then, we'll see you at the movies. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it. <laughs>